Today we're talking about part three in our series, When There Seems to Be No Way. Here we're talking about a story found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It's a story about King Jehoshaphat. It's a real life story. It's a very challenging season in their life. Jehoshaphat wakes up to terrifying news that three armies have gathered together, forming this invasion force that is right on their doorpost. So we recognize and see the, the power of being overwhelmed in this story. In this story, there's panic, there's fear, there's similar feelings of what many of us are feeling right now. So in this place of being overwhelmed, he cries out to God. The family comes together, the wives, the children, the Spirit of God comes on Jehaziel, and we pick it up in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15. It says this, He said, Hearken, all Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, you King Jehoshaphat, the Lord says this to you, Be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down to them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the ravine before the wilderness of Jeruel. Now, verse 17 has been our key verse. Mm -hmm. Verse 17 has been the verse that we have been forming this series around. And verse 17 says, You shall not need to fight in this battle. Take your positions. Stand still. See the deliverance of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Now, today the Lord is saying the same thing to us. Absolutely. Here we find ourselves uh, in an overwhelming situation, and we need to recognize that God wants to speak to us from this story. There are strategies here yes. that not only help Jehoshaphat, yes. but will help us in our everyday situation that we find ourselves in. God's strategy for victory, we talked about number one, take your position. Number two, stand still. Mm -hmm. And number three, See your deliverance. See your deliverance. Yeah, everything that's in the scripture are for our, our examples for us to live by yes. and to follow. So this word of the Lord to Jehoshaphat and his whole uh, city is the word of the Lord to us today exactly in these right. overwhelming circumstances. Exactly right. So I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous weeks because every week is different. Every uh, strategy is important and applicable to your everyday life. And so you want to get the whole context of this. You could use this with your family as a Bible study uh, for your own personal devotion. Go back with your Bible, your notebook, and start writing things that you get out of this that apply to your life right now. So today yeah. we're going to talk about see your deliverance. So what does that really mean, see your deliverance? It means that we need to see ourselves on the other side of the impossibilities that we are facing. We need to see ourselves on the other side right. of the impossibilities that we are facing. And we all have to practice this aspect of our faith every day of our lives. And I, I think, honey, of when uh, several years ago when I was in the hospital, many of you know my story. You say, why do you keep telling your story? Because it's my story. Yeah. I only know my story. <laughs> and so I was in the hospital near death with pulmonary embolism, blood clots in my lungs. And um, I had to, during that time, uh, see myself delivered. Yes. I had to see myself on the other side right. 
of where I was. I had to see myself on the other side of everything I was hearing from the doctors. I had to see myself on the other side of how I felt. I had to see myself on the other side of every devilish thought that came my way that told me I was not gonna live. So I had to see my deliverance. Yes. And I remember when I was in the hospital, at the foot of the bed, you know, there's that whiteboard that they have, and it had a little lip there where they kept their pens. And I had lined up um, several family pictures because a couple of weeks previous to me being in the hospital, I had gone apple picking right. with the girls and the grandchildren, which is our annual uh, time together as a family. And so I had some pictures from that event. And so I lined them up on that little tray at the whiteboard and I faced it and I would just look at those pictures. And I remember one day the nurse came in and she was commenting on how beautiful the children were and the people and all of that. And I said, well, those are my daughter, my daughter-in-law, my daughter. And then she pointed uh, to me in the picture and she said to me, and who is this? Yes. And I said, that's me. And she looked at the picture and then she looked at me in the bed and then she looked at the picture. And you know why I had that picture there? I had to see my deliverance. And so many of you today need to see yourself on the other side of this impossibility that you're facing. You know, it, this is when your spiritual disciplines really come into place to rescue you. This is when your faith rescues you. This is when you pull yourself up out of the bed and get moving. This is when you apologize to your children <laughs> from losing your temper and saying something you shouldn't have said. This is when you apologize to your spouse for being critical or harsh words. This is when you work your faith. Faith sees. That's right. We have to see ourselves delivered. And today, many of you are just stuck in our current circumstances. You only see what your natural eyes see, but faith sees beyond the natural. You know, the spirit realm, Jonathan, is more real yes, than this realm even though we see and right. all this, the spirit realm is more real Absolutely than this right. realm because it created Absolutely what right. we don't see created what we do mm -hmm. see. And it gives us the power and the faith to see ourselves delivered. Yes. And this was what the spirit of the Lord was trying to get through to Jehoshaphat. You're overwhelmed right now. Exactly. You know, take your position, stand still, but you need to go a step further because those that are against you are more than be with you. Right. So you need to see yourself delivered. God's saying, I'm bringing you through this, but if you can't focus on the end result, you're not going to make it. And we always say, you, you've said for years that the, um, the destination of where we're going has to be more attractive than the journey right. because the journey of life can beat us up. The it's journey long. of life can be long. The right. journey of life has exactly afflictions right. and troubles. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but it doesn't stop there. Too Thank many God. people stop there yeah. and settle for affliction right. and settle for opposition and settle for what the hell world right. is is throwing their way, but the, the many are the afflictions of the righteous, but yes. 
God delivers God. Yes. us out of Amen. them all. So Amen. no matter what affliction you're going exactly through right. today, you need to see yourself on the other side of it. Just like I had to look at those pictures of myself healthy, knowing I was there once, I will yes. be there, there again. again. Yep. Those of you that are dealing with financial turmoil and maybe lack right now, you know what good and plenty was. See yourself there again. See yourself there again. In every aspect of impossibility you're facing, see yourself on the other side of it. Amen. So good. Yeah. I think that's very important because without, without being able to see it, and we're going to, Vern is going to share a few verses here because I want to talk a little bit more and I'll get to that about how faith sees. That's so important that we understand this very important spiritual concept of our faith having sight. Yes, and, and this is why we're always saying the importance, it's life, it's a matter of life and death that you be anchored in the Word of God so storms and false doctrine and deception and people's opinion don't move you right. from what God has said. Amen. And so in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18, it says this, I like this in the uh, Message Bible. It says, so we're not giving up. IFC, we are not giving That's up. Right. The Del Turcos, we don't no. give up. We're not made of the stuff no, that gives up. That's how we've lasted 44 years in our marriage and 44 years in, in ministry. We're not made of the stuff that gives up, and neither are you. As a child of God, your DNA is not quit. Right. So you are not going to quit. Yeah. It says, so we're not giving up. Yeah. How, could, How we? could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. So good. These hard times are small potatoes <laughs> compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow. But the things that we can't see are what will last forever. And then the ERV translation says, For we fix our attention not on things that are seen, but on things that are unseen. What can be seen only lasts for a very short time. But what cannot be seen lasts forever. Oh, these, uh, wow. these scriptures so are so great. I love what and, it says here. And they here. apply to us right now. Yeah, that what we're going through right now, the Bible says it's small potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> uh, some translations call it a light affliction. You right. may say, Verna, I'm in a heavy place right now. Well, when you look at some of the, the Bible uh, characters that God put in right. here for our example, uh, this, this is small potatoes. And remember what our series takeaway is. Yes. Our series takeaway is, when there seems to be no way, focus on your heavenly position, yes. not your earthly condition. So that's what you're talking about that's here. That's totally what we're talking focusing about. focusing back on our heavenly position yes. and not getting so caught up and letting our, earth, our human condition be our final say. Yeah, and whatever is going on in your life right now, 
Get a picture of what it's going to look like when it's over. Yes. If you're sick like I was, get a picture of yourself healed. Yes. If you're broke, so see yourself blessing others. See yourself on the other side. Amen. If you're experiencing lack today, don't get stuck there. Don't just sit there wishing somebody would bless you. See yourself delivered from the lack, which the Lord has delivered you from, and see yourself blessing others. So if you need a car today, say someday I'm going to be the one that's going to bless somebody with exactly. a car. If you need a washing machine today, say someday I'm going to be the one who buys a washing machine for somebody that can't afford it. If you're depressed today, see yourself joyful and let his joy be your strength. I said, this is why for me, pictures are so important. There's a season in your life where you had joy. I don't I don't care if it was when you were a little girl or a little boy. Get those pictures and look at it yeah. and say, I was joyful once. I know that's in there. Right. And I'm going to experience the joy of I the Lord. I was healthy once. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And if your family is fractured today and falling apart and there's a lot of stress in your house, or maybe you don't even know where your children are or you're in a separation or in the middle of a divorce, get a picture, get God's picture of this. See yourself together as a family around the table, sharing a meal to, together, praying over that meal. See yourself on the other side. See yourself delivered. You know, we're talking about seeing the deliverance, seeing your deliverance. Now, I want to take a minute here to give us some context because in, in, the, in the midst of this teaching, you need to understand the nature of faith. Mm -hmm. The nature of faith is faith sees. Yes. So let's give some context about this because faith sees the end result mm -hmm. before it can be seen in the natural realm. And so a little bit of context here is every good thing that comes to pass in our lives, the Del Turco's lives, your life, every good thing that comes to pass starts in your heart. Yes. The Bible says this in Matthew 12, 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 20, 27 says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Right. It's where illumination happens. Yes. It wears, it's, where, it's where something starts and is birthed and is born. And so that's very important that you understand that every good thing that God wants to bring into your life today, it starts in your heart. Mm -hmm. God designed his word to create pictures, to create an image in your heart. Words paint pictures. Words paint sure an image. Do. When you hear the word dog, what do you think of? You hear, you think of dog. And most likely you think of your dog. But if I want you to think about my dog or the dog that we had for 11 years, I need to give you more words, more descriptive words to talk about the size of our dog, the color of our dog, maybe certain unique characteristics about our dog. So eventually, we're thinking pretty close to what um, the dog that we see on the inside you get the clear of picture. us. You get the clear picture. Yeah. So when we meditate on God's Word and allow the Holy Spirit to join you in your studying of God's Word, God will use His Word and the Holy Spirit will help you paint an image of that Word on the canvas of your heart, mm -hmm. an image of that word of what God is saying, and it becomes very clear to you on the inside. Faith has the ability to see the unseen. It sure does, yes. This was life-changing for us. Mm -hmm. When we began to realize and understand how important faith was, faith has the ability to see the unseen. 
God saw an image of the universe inside of himself before he ever spoke it. He saw an image of, of the man that he wanted to create. And Genesis 1.27 says, God created man in his own image. Yes. He conceived an image of man. Then he created that image of man following the blueprint that was already in his heart. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Once you've conceived the image on the inside of you, faith is the evidence that, that what you need exists. Mm -hmm. It really is. Something you have evidence for exists whether it's visible or not. Yes. So just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. Faith this is, is the, the, it's the confirmation. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what's so important today that we, we see this. This was life-changing for us. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. There was a science class, and the teacher said to his class, Class, <laughs> how many of you believe God exists? So a young lady in the back of the room raised her hand and said, I do. And so the teacher went on to say, Class, how many here have ever felt God? No hands. Class, how many of you have ever heard God? No hands. How many of you have ever tasted God? No hands. <laughs> how many of you have ever uh, um, uh, tasted God? No, uh, smelled God. Uh, uh, I'll get it together here. How many of you ever have done all those things, tasted God, smelled God, uh, felt God, heard God, and so nobody raised their hands, and guess what? The teacher said, well, that's proof that God doesn't exist. So that same young lady raised her hand and said, teacher, may, may I speak? And she spoke and she said, class, how many of you have, have ever seen our teacher's brain? No hands. How many of you ever felt our teacher's brains? <laughs> no hands. How many of you have heard our teacher's brain? How many of you tasted our teacher's brain? Or how many of you ever smelt our teacher's brain? And so what did she say? She said, that's proof that our teacher has no brain. I love that. Isn't that a great story? Mm -hmm. And so true because we need to understand the unseen realm is not a fantasy realm. Yes. Amen. Where you pretend certain things exist, right? And, and that's just not the case at all. The highest form of reality, listen, the highest form of reality is this. God's word is true. Yes. God's word is true. And the physical eyes see only temporary things. The eye of faith looks beyond the scene, looks beyond the circumstance, looks beyond what? The human condition, right? And sees the unseen. So we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, Jonathan, we have senses. God gave us all these senses to live here on the earth. Right. They're not our enemy. Right. What our physical eyes see, what our ears hear, our, our taste, our touch, our smell, all those senses were given to us by God, yep. but they were never meant to rule. No. They were never meant to, for us to be led by our senses. Right. We're led by the Word of God. We're led by the Spirit of God. So you don't throw your senses out the window and pretend they're not there. That's ridiculous. Yeah. God gave us 
the senses to live in this body on the earth. Right. But I think where people really get out of line with this is they become ruled yes. by their Maybe senses. Their final authority. And then faith is out the window right. because we walk by faith and not by sight. This was revolutionary for us because it really helped us. Everything that your physical eye can see is subject to change. Yes. Anything that you feel, anything that's going on in, here in this realm is subject to change. Jesus proved that with his own ministry. Now think about this. Mm -hmm. According to the physical eyes uh, and what the physical eye can see, um, over 5,000 men, not including women and children, should not be able to be fed by five loaves and two fishes. Right. Is that correct? Exactly. Right. Jesus proved that it was subject to change. Yes. Matthew 14, 17 through 21. You can read it yourself. Jesus proved this was subject to change, right? Um, and, and what did he do? In order for this to be multiplied, he lifted it up to God, this little boy's lunch. He blessed it, right? He prayed over it. He got a different view of it, blessed the fruit, broke it up, the pieces, handed it to his disciples, and they had the pleasure of passing out what originally could not be seen. Yes. Yes. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Of what originally could not be seen. Because why? Because we know that the realm of the spirit, faith sees what I in the natural realm cannot see. Right. And you need to understand, again, our heavenly position mm -hmm. versus our earthly condition. Yeah. Think about this. Many Christians are way too involved in seeing only the natural things. Yeah, it's a very limited life, people. Oh my goodness. If you live life only by what you can see and what you read in the paper and what you hear in the news, you have limited yourself. Your yeah. belief system is limited. This is so good. And you will never be able to receive the God's word. You know, you can get, honey, we've seen this so much, you can get so full of your own plan and you can get so full of the way you see things that there's no room for the way God sees it. Right. And you can be so full of your own plan, there's no room for God's plan. So don't limit yourself by these so natural good. instincts. The Word of God is our reality. This is what we've been trying to teach you all these decades is to live by the Word of God. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Now, when you meditate on God's Word, you begin to see what God sees. Mm -hmm. You begin to form this image on the inside of you. That's what God was trying to do for Jehoshaphat. Yep. In the midst of this overwhelming, loud noises, armies, it's extinction, I'm in fear, I'm afraid. Their, he wep was their, their weapons totally <laughs> Oh my goodness, they were so yeah. outnumbered. Yes. And so they, they had to make sure that they were able to see what God was trying yes. to help them understand. Let God's Word, instead of the evening news, form your image. Let God's Word, instead of your past, form your image. And let, let God's Word, instead of the opinions of others, form the image on the inside of you. Yes. Let God's Word, instead of the negative doctor's report, form the image on the inside of you. That's so important. Now let me tell you something. It was... 2.43 this morning. I know because I, I looked at my, my, my phone and tapped it, and I, in my heart, I heard these words. I felt like the Spirit of God said, tell them the battle must first be won in here yes. before it is ever won out here. And so 
I made sure I stopped and wrote it down and because you know you're going to forget about that first thing in the morning. Uh, so the important thing here is it starts on the inside. Yep. When it's so real here, it's just a matter of time before it manifests out here. When you are so clear from God in His Word and you know that you know it in your knower like you knew that those blood clots were, were d dissolving mm -hmm. and disappearing. Based on the Word of God. Based on... For this purpose, the Son right? of God was made manifest that He would destroy loosen and dissolve every work of the devil. Amen. That's why I could see my deliverance yes. because I had the word of the Lord. That changed your image. It changed my image yep. totally. Listen very carefully. Some of you might think, say, I have such a hard time saying the right things. I just can't do it, Pastor. I can't, I can't say all these things. I hear you saying it makes sense to me and, and I want to do it, but it seems like the wrong things keep coming out of my mouth. You know why? Because you have the wrong image in your heart. Yeah. When you have the wrong image in your heart, you're going to say the wrong things out of your mouth. And you're putting the wrong things in. If you, put, if you feed on the wrong things, the wrong things are going to come out. Exactly. The person who always cusses, the person, all they do is one cuss word after another. They can't help themselves. You know why? they got a wrong image on the inside of them. <laughs> the person that speaks God's word, the person that, that lives with joy, they can't help themselves because yeah. it's based on the image on the inside of them. Yes. And when that image is on the inside of you, you, you can't keep your mouth shut. You can't say anything else except what that image says of God and His Word. Amen. I believe with all my heart that we can change um, our, our outside circumstances by the words of our mouth when they're connected to what's alive and real in your heart. You can see your deliverance. Yes. And then it's just a matter of time before it manifests in your life. Yes, and that was so important that the Lord wanted to get that across to Jehoshaphat. You know, yes. he's leading this city. Exactly. Everything is against him. And so every specific word God spoke to them was a strategy for their deliverance. Yeah. And so it was just so vital good. that they saw their deliverance because everything they saw in the natural was contrary yeah. to what God was saying. God was saying, see oh, yourself on yes. the other side of this. Right. And all they could do was hear the roar of the armies. Yes. They knew the army was bigger, like you said. Yes. They knew they had sophisticated weapons. They had to rely on the word of the Lord. Yeah. And you know what? So do so I. And so do you yeah, have to right. rely on the word of the Lord today. Exactly. And Jonathan, I think the best example of this is to look at the life of Jesus. Yeah, this is so good. And in Hebrews 12, 2, Jesus gives the, us the example. Hebrews 12, 2. This is how Jesus was able to endure the cross. It says, looking away from all that would distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to full maturity and perfection. And now this is how Jesus faced the cross. He, Jesus, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross. He despised and ignored the shame and is now seated at the right hand of God the Father. Jesus knew exactly what that cross meant. Yeah. He knew what he was going to have to endure. Yes. We know that from, from when he was in the garden. Yes. He, he, he sweated great sweat drops of blood. It right. was 
torturous. Just the idea of being separated from God, separation from the Father, all the physical, emotional uh, pain that he was going to bear. He was our substitution. So every disease that ever was and ever will be, all the sin, rejection, shame, he bore it all. He knew this was going to be almost... An unbelievable experience. Yeah, he knew it was going to be impossible task, but he did it with joy. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he saw not only himself delivered, but he saw you delivered and he saw me delivered. And that's why he was able to endure by seeing his deliverance. The CEV translation says this to us. We must keep our eyes on Jesus who leads us and makes our faith complete. He endured the shame of being nailed to a cross because he knew that later on he would be so glad he did. Now he is seated at the right hand of God's throne. And you know what? You and I, we can endure by the grace of God what we're going through today because we know on the other side yes. of this impossibility is God's deliverance for us oh, and right. his victory so for us. So when there seems to be no way, right. focus on your heavenly position and don't get stuck on your earthly condition because God's deliverance is your deliverance. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you today for all of these people that are listening now and will listen in the days and weeks and months and years to come. Father, I thank you that your word will not return void in them, that they are absorbing your word today into their spirits and their spirits are coming to life and being illuminated because of your word, Father, because your words I speak, the scriptures that we spoke today, they are spirit and they are life and they never return void. So I thank you, Father, that these people today will not be forgetful hearers of this word, but that each one will be a doer of the word of God and experience all the blessings and all the deliverance that you've prepared for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, what a good word today. I'm encouraged. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, we've preached ourselves happy I today. I guess so. Listen very carefully. Only Jesus can change the inner image of your heart. Yes. That image of guilt and shame, and worthlessness, and the dark thoughts, and, and, and you know all those thoughts of, of failure, and I'm just a loser, and I'm no good, and who cares about me? Only Jesus can change the image that you have on the inside, the image of words that were spoken over you by parents or an ex-husband or wife or friends or situations that happened in your life that were so um, uh, terrible and abusive and unnecessary. And here you find yourselves overwhelmed um, by the situations that you're facing. You need Jesus today. Jesus needs to live inside of your heart. When Jesus comes into your heart, Mm -hmm. he immediately begins to change the image of yourself from your past, from those words, and begins to paint a picture of how God sees you, loved and cared for and special with a destiny and a purpose to fulfill 
That's God's plan for your life. And, yes. and, and we want to pray with you today to make sure that Jesus lives inside of your heart. Maybe you don't know him. You've never asked Jesus to come into your heart. Or maybe it's time to recommit yourself back to Jesus afresh and anew, and you've drifted away from God. We want to pray for you. And I want you to pray this simple prayer after me today and, and believe it with all the sincerity of your heart yeah. because God's about to invade your heart yes. and change your image. Thank you. Let's pray this together. Father, in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name. Here's my heart. Here's my heart. I need a change in my heart. I need a change in my heart. Jesus, forgive me from my sin. Jesus, forgive me from my sin. I denounce my past. I denounce my past. And I want to live for you. And I want to live for you. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for Thank me. you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for but me. But I'm grateful you didn't stay dead. I'm grateful you didn't stay dead. You're alive and well. You're alive and well. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I declare you as my Lord and Savior. I declare you as my Lord and Savior. And I receive by faith. And I receive by faith. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Salvation. Salvation. Eternal life. Eternal life. I will never be the same. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, we have people that would love to pray with you. We have a, a, a way online for you to be able to connect. We have information yes. and, and, and other things that I believe will be a great blessing to you to help you on your journey. If we're welcoming you back to help you and encourage you. So we thank God for you today. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. And we, we love you. We pray for you. We miss you. Yes, and we uh, do. you have an awesome afternoon. God bless you. And now may the love of God and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the fellowship of the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. God bless you. We love you and we miss you. God bless you.